All right, everybody. Welcome back to Booze, Bros, and Bill. Of course, I am Bill, joined by, as always, by my brothers Chris and Ed. And Bye, are, as always, we are back for the final installment of our three-part series on Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, for those who have been following us along on this. Uh, it has been released on video on demand for rental for purchase this past week, and uh, and and in theaters and in theaters if wherever theaters are available to you, you if you're listening. If you are somewhere that it allows people to go to theaters, um, we currently are not. Um, so we're gonna spend a little time talking about it. Uh, we will tell you right off the bat there will be spoilers. We are Spoiler going, alert. We are going to discuss Spoiler the alert. in depth. So if you haven't watched it, the movie yet and you plan on it, go ahead, Don't. press pause right now, go watch the movie, come on back at the end, and listen to us talk about it. Um, so first off, uh, quick little moment uh, just to say, you know, as we're recording this, it's been a couple days uh, since the news broke that uh, Chadwick Boseman had passed away. Um, while we thought about maybe not really talking about it, and you know, we don't want to feel like we're you know trying to cash in it or, or cash in on that because we definitely are not. Um, but you know, very sad uh, loss. Uh, from a podcast that, you know, for a group that we talk about movies a lot and love movies, uh, that is a huge loss. Uh, a talented, super talented individual who I think really was just scratching the surface of what he probably could have accomplished. Um, yeah. Tragedy. I still, like, have a hard time with it. And, like, you know, coming in grips with it because it's one of those things where like everyone's like oh well you didn't know him so what are you mourning him for you know when the thousand of people die a day but you got to look at it as like you said the impact he had culturally on 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 a on a scale of the world and and that not being there anymore yeah it was very surprising and since it was so sudden which it always is with situations like that um that was the more surprising thing is like, you just didn't, you didn't hear anything about it. And then all of a sudden it was all over the news that he had passed away, which was extremely sad. Right. And you know, you, you, you hear from, you know, all the people that worked with him and, you know, not a single person had anything bad to say about him. And, you know, that seems to usually be pretty rare in this world nowadays. Um, and to think of all the things he's done, you know, I'm sure people talked about this ad nauseum, but all the movies that he's done while battling, you know. True hero. Right. So, kind of forever. Yes. So, rest in peace, uh, rest in power, and... Uh, now, an, uh, here's an awkward transition back to, to the topic at hand. Yes. Um, so, we'll, we'll slowly dig back in. Uh so, uh, Chris, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, $2 Blue Moon Tallboy. 
Uh, Ed, what about you? Um, same thing I was drinking the other night. Vodka in a Diet Coke. We are definitely going to have to get you some more either alcohol or beer or something because... Well, what do you got over here? What are you... The the king of booze over here with his... What do you got? What fancy schmancy uh, liquor... To- Underground drinky drinking. No underground drinks tonight. Just today is a uh, today is a uh, Terramana tequila day. Um, That's Tuesday. So you're 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 off well, on the you know, day of our recording here. No day is bad for tequila. So is that the Rocks tequila? That, that is, is the Rocks tequila. You know the Rock just finished a battle with COVID. Him and his wife. He just announced it. No, I didn't see that. Thing. Yeah. Him, his wife, and his daughter all had COVID. He said they're on the other side of it now. Well, that's good. Good, good, good for the rock, and it's good tequila. Yeah, it is good tequila. All right, so uh, we're gonna jump into uh, talking about face the music now. Um, Again, spoiler alert. Yep. Last chance. If you don't want to have the movie discussed and details ruined, time to click pause, watch that movie, come on back and and catch up with us. Um, so this movie now, it's. 29 years after uh, Bogus Journey. Um, And a a lot of the questions that we kind of asked in our last episode, um, I want to say some are addressed, but I I really think they they glossed over most of them, it felt like. Um, So for those who don't remember... The end of Bogus Journey, we get a whole montage of all these wonderful, fantastic things that have happened because of them playing. However, we open up on this movie, we get a montage of, this is the last time you saw them, this is the first time you met them, this is the last time you saw them, being narrated by uh, one of the girls, um, I believe it's Ted, Ted's daughter, I think is the one yeah. speaking the most, it feels like. Yes. Um, Billy. I I do love the idea of them addressing the audience uh, as kind of a viewer who's come along because, like we mentioned in Excellent Adventure, it kind of plays back to Rufus looking at the camera, right, and, and mentioning like, "Hey, they do get better." So we still are, you know, part of this chronological, you know, like almost like a documentary of their lives and their impact. Um, so yeah, so it opens up on this little montage and telling about how they were supposed to have united the world and they haven't to this point and they've had nothing but failures of all these musical albums. So again, kind of erasing a lot of the stuff that happened at the end of the second movie. Um, thoughts on how they opened like the idea of basically just erasing all of I liked it. I mean, you know, you're this many years gone since the last movie. You you can either sit and spend all of that time talking about the many, many things and many, many adventures that have happened in in between the two movies, or you can get the little quick montage out of the way, which I thought was good. Like, you you know, you want to jump right into the action, and, and, and in comedy movies, you don't really get tons of exposition and backstory, so... Well, you, you know, usually don't worked. have a whole lot of franchises like this where you're telling a continuous story. Yeah. Um, it works that they, that they 
I think it worked that they didn't accomplish everything, because if they had accomplished everything, what would they be trying to accomplish? What would we be watching? What would we be watching, you know? It's good that they didn't accomplish anything. They, they touch on some stuff later that they had accomplished, things that they had written, songs and albums and stuff like that, but nothing to the degree of... I think one of the things that they showed at the end of Bogus Journey was they played on Mars, um, but that obviously never happened. Um, I think it's it, it sets up that they still have things to accomplish, you know, like they, they, they've not accomplished what we need them to accomplish yet, which right. is good, which is what the point of the movie is. So we open on, uh, in the present day for us now of Missy's wedding. Again, <laughs> Missy completing her, you know, romp through anyone that's available in San, San Dimas, it seems, uh, is now marrying Duncan. Deacon, sorry. Deacon. Uh, Deacon. Yeah. Played played this time around by Beck Bennett. Who I love. Great, but, great casting there. Um, he, I love Beck Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, you know, the little touch of you know, them explaining, like, you know, to everybody who, you know, should probably know because they're at the wedding that, you know, Missy has been married to you know, Bill's father, Ted's father, now Ted's brother and you know all the weirdness of it being his stepdad his own stepdad slash uncle slash you know all that nonsense um i really wish they would have mentioned you know no mention of chuck you know chuck denomalos you know we we again erasing yeah. the the chuck I, I mean based on a lot of it you know they kind of erase all of his existence it seems like Mm-hmm. Because um, yeah. you just get, oh, they played at the end of that, you know, Battle of the Bands, and that's it. You know, no uh, no further explanation. You know, no Chuck was married to Missy. None of that. Um, but we did get Missy remarried, so we knew she yes. was going to leave Ted's dad at some point. So yes. she did marry. Um, just happened to be Ted's little brother. And we get their first, uh, you know, their debut of their new song, the intricacies of meaning of love and life or whatever the hell the, you know, <laughs> 45 was, minute title, uh, including, which I love, I love hearing a pheromone. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. A pheromone. It is the most ridiculous instrument ever, but uh, it's fun. I'm still not sure how you play that thing. It's, it's like no sound head. waves. Like it's literally, that's how it works as far as I can tell. It's, uh, I'm no scientist though. Um, and then we, you know, we get to meet their, their daughters and all of that. Um, I honestly, which, uh, uh side note on the, on the daughters, um, Samara Weaving plays the role of Thea, who is the niece of Hugo Weaving, who starred in the Matrix trilogy with Keanu Reeves. So he's keeping it in the family there. Yeah. You can see it in her, her eyes. Like she's. Like she has a, a a a lot of similarities in her facial structure to Hugo Weaving. Um, it's, it's yeah, yeah, definitely. She now now knowing she's related to Hugo Weaving, her yeah. eyes. Look oh, like you that. didn't you didn't know that? No, I did not. Yeah, I, I, I to me the daughters were relatively unknowns. The only movie I saw one of them in was uh, Ready or Not. Um, other than that, they were relatively unknown to me. Um, I got to be honest, uh, you know. 
and I could give you more reasons, and maybe I will as we go along. I did not like the daughters at all. Oh, man, uh, I so good. I get that they're supposed to be like you know newer miniature versions of their father. Yeah, there was a, a little bit, a little but bit. It's like too much, kind of leaning into the caricature versions of them. Yeah, I, exactly. I agree. So one thing I will say, and I saw this on one of the extras. The reason they actually cast those two specific actresses is because the writers of the movies wrote this one also. They wrote the originals. They wrote this one. Right. It said they had very similar screen tests to Alex Winter and Keanu from 30 years ago. Sure. They said that they're that they screen tested separately with other actor actresses for the roles of the daughters, but that those two ended up going together, which is exactly what happened with Keanu and Alex, which was they had tested with other actors, and then Keanu and Alex ended up together, and that's kind of why they ended, the daughters ended up together, and these two actresses ended up being them. Yeah, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's good and all. I just, I didn't like them. I don't, you know, it's... They're just the... Like you said, Chris, they're caricatures of their, their fathers. You know? I thought they were... I thought they did a good job with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there was there was scenes where they were where it was good, and then there were scenes where my my thing with it is, um, if you're to believe that this is the real world, you know, today times, kids don't act exactly. like that. Yeah, and, and, and they're not going to talk one of my, like that. Either. One of my gripes, right? And they're not going to. Yeah, at this point, they're not going to talk like that either. Right, right. But, but okay, so here's my one question: How many 23, 24 year olds? How old are they? They're twenty four. Who do you hang out with? I hang out. I don't hang out with any. Uh, I mean, I, I, as somebody who works in retail, I've managed plenty of younger people. They right. don't. No matter how much you are like your parents. You're not gonna talk exactly like them, okay? Sure, none of us, yes. none of us says Winda, okay? <laughs> um, we love you, mom and dad, but yeah, we don't say, <laughs> we don't we don't say Winda. <laughs> bitch out. It's uh, <laughs> they're supposed to be like younger versions of them. Like they're supposed right. to just be, they idolize their dads, and that's what it is. That's so they funny. Be exactly I get like that. Them. I understand why they did it. I just didn't really like it. Um, no. So then we go and you know the the wedding ends and their you know their their new music is horrendous uh, to put it lightly um, and then we start to roll into you know they're still failures they haven't written this song that's supposed to unite the world and they're dealing with that kind of you know weight of their failures um, should they move on should they not move on and then their wives take them to couples therapy. Um, unintentionally take them both to couples therapy. I yeah. really would have wished to continue to tie things together that a they wouldn't have glossed over, uh, you know, Chuck and Missy. But I really would have wished that the couples therapist would have been uh, Denomalos's daughter, and that she's there to sabotage them. That's why she's. She's trying to, you know, drive this wedge between them and their wives. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an entirely extra plot 
thread to throw in there. It made it a very different movie, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I like to tie up a lot of loose ends, so, you know, I feel like that could have been... Like, we never met Denomalos in the future. We he would have had to have gone. Send is tied up. Denomalos lost. Yeah, Denomalos lost. And also, if he would have married Missy, that means he would have stayed in the current timeline. He never well, would have went did. back to the He definitely did because again, again, this is where they you know a lot of these dropped you know plot lines and threads that they left at the end have now been dropped. Um, but it's fine. It is what it is. Um, so they finished their couples therapy. Uh, you know, and they're still, they're kind of, you know, down in the dumps. Uh, I thought they had one of the best and funniest moments, I think, in the entire movie is when they get back to their, uh, to the garage and they're talking and Bill says, you know, what about our fans? And Ted lists off (laughs) Bob, Wendy. That was great. They go through, what, four people? He goes, Bob and Wendy, we, you know, we haven't heard, Bob and Wendy will be okay, but Eileen, we haven't heard from in a while. Yeah. That three fans was hysterical. Yeah, um, the really idea of this this supposedly great, you know, these great guys and this great band that was supposed to be everything now has three fans. Um, yeah, they know them all by name. Yeah, um, that was that was a good one. <clears throat> so now they're you know they're they're sad. They're dejected. Ted's thinking of selling his guitar. Um, Stop. Music completely, and now Kristen Shaw arrives uh, in the form of Rufus's daughter Kelly, uh, which was an excellent tie-in and an yes. homage to George Carlin's actual daughter named Kelly. Yes. Oh, uh, interesting. Didn't know that? Yeah, you got you got to read up, Ed. You got to get on that. Ed, I am DB trivia. Your best friend. I am DB trivia, man. That's the that's the way to go. Um, what I. What I didn't like uh, to this, to this, to in this part, and you can tell me whether you guys agree, disagree. So, based on how we've watched everything unfold in all these other movies, like Kristen Shaw shows up and she says that she's not disappointed to see them, but in all the other movies, everything that happens by the end of that movie kind of influences the beginning, right? You know, the whole idea of paradoxes, right? Can we right. agree on that? So, right. based on this movie, she should be somewhat disappointed in them, and she should be more reverential to the daughters, because they're the ones that obviously, you know, spoil the end. They're the ones that create the song, so to speak. So Yeah, I, yes, but... I get it. They're trying to hide that fact as you're, bl- you're building the movie. You don't right. want to give away But they don't do a very the good ending. job in, in the... In the uh, saying that uh, Logan and, and Prescott right. are the ones to like, come on, that's you can see that coming from a mile away. We went from because I was just enjoying it. I did not see that coming until like twenty minutes before. What? Yeah. I was just enjoying the movie. I mean, so was I. But it's super yeah, but obvious come on. that they, you know, they they go from why do they finally leave off their last names? That right. they're Bill and Ted, the biggest guys in, in the universe, and now they're just last names. So the but first. Into the future, it's still Bill and Ted stuff. Like the future is still based on Bill and Ted, which is very interesting. And she even like clearly did they know? Like they knew a lot from the future. In the second one, uh, in Bogus Journey, I even comment that when they go back in time, they have the outfits down to a point. 
yet it doesn't seem they knew it doesn't seem they knew that the daughters were important. Well, that's just it. Well, that's that's I again mean, where you know they get into like the weird paradoxes of some stuff you know is explained by the future and some stuff they're like, well, if this happened, you know, you should know all this already. But you know, these future people are kind of dumb in to a degree because if it's already happened, then why don't they know that it, you know that the well, daughters are mainly well, responsible for it? One thing that I think you may have, like may have changed why they didn't know is because, remember, at this point in the movie, things from history are starting to blink into different timelines. So right. George Washington blinks into Babe Ruth's shoes, Babe Ruth goes on to the Delaware, and time is starting to unravel almost, which is why she comes back to get them, because the time is blinking into uh, out of existence and it's unraveling. So maybe she doesn't know that the daughters are important because she can't see them. Maybe she, she can't see through into the past at this point. Yeah, I... That's a, how it's unraveled. I mean, that's a good point, I, and I'm sure that's probably, you know, maybe that's what they were going for. That would be the only thing I would think, like, because it, again, it's that's the point of her coming back is time is starting to unravel. Yeah, and I mean, also, you know, they go so they go back to the future with her, and you get the little moment of the Rufus hologram, uh, which, was, which was cool, um, and apparently the all. Outside of his original, like first couple, like his first line, the rest is done by like a voice impersonator. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but same, you know, same thing of like, so they, you know, they go to the future now and they see the great leader, and suddenly the future people have magic powers because she like waves her hands and brings things in, and you know, I think it's just the technology. I think it's just technology. Yeah, I don't think it's magic. She was she was levitating, and it was it was technology. All right, I'll buy that. Um, but how do they not have the song? Who the future, the future. people? Uh, like I said, things are going wonky. Things are it's it's all messed up. Everything in the future and everything in history is messed up. But so they don't have it, but. Old Bill and Ted do have it? They kept a copy just in case. But do old Bill and Ted really have it? And I know we're jumping yes. I know that's jumping a little bit of a head. I don't know if they really have it. They might not. They might have only they might if if we go by how many times we saw different Bill and Ted's, they could just be old dicks and just could be lying. That's that is kind of a thought. So again, so now we you know, we've I don't want to jump too far ahead, I kinda wanna get there, but uh so we're, we're now off to the races. Uh, Bill and Ted are supposed to write this song. They have, you know, 57 minutes or 67 minutes, whatever it is. It's like 71 minutes or something in the beginning. And right. then, you know, I, I, I looked at it to, like, time out, like, where it was within the movie to, like, the end of the movie. Uh, at that at the point when they announced what it is, there's still, like, about 80 minutes left in the movie. So it's a little bit off. But, you know, you got to account for end credits and stuff, so... Um, so they decide, rather than writing the song, they're going to go try to steal it from themselves. Um, is it stealing if it's from ourselves? Uh, is it stealing it? Um, Bill is the smartest dumb person ever. There's oh, absolutely. So, there are so many moments where even just, just his vocabulary, like, he's smarter than he seems to be, but is still super dumb. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's a credit to Alex Winter as an actor. Yes. And I think, you know, overall, I think he's better in this movie than Keanu. I feel like. Yeah, I, like I, I, I agree. But I mean, I you know, I think we're just used to Keanu. You, you see Keanu in everything. Alex Winter, I mean, what is the last thing you saw Alex Winter in? Bogus Journey? That's true. I mean, I know he's moved on more to directing and stuff, but, you know, you haven't seen him in front of a camera in a while. Right. But, like, the not, you know, the, the, the knock on, you know, early Keanu was that he was, you know, way too much like Ted, you know, very kind of, like, you know, stonerish and dummy and laid back. And then, you know, he kind of, he got better, he got a lot better as an actor where people didn't really say that about, you know, people kind of turned the corner and were like, well, he's a lot better than we thought. Yeah. And I feel like here, he's, it's not. I mean, realistically, what, like, phenomenal roles has he really taken? Let's be real. He's done The Matrix. Yo, Devil's Advocate is amazing. That's enough. The Matrix is enough. Speed, Point Break. But those are all, like, he's just a bro in those. Devil's he, Advocate. In Point Break, he's just like, whoa, I'm an FBI agent. Like, that's it. Placement. I'm going to stand hardball. I'm going to stand by I hands down. Devil's November. Advocate. I mean, we could just go on and on. None of those movies are, like, a stretch acting for him, is my point. I don't know. John Wick. John Wick? Fucking A, the John Wick movies. Very very sad when, when you know, they kill the dog. Um, oh, okay. I'm just saying, he's not like, like, he's a good actor. I'm not saying he's not, but like, it's not like you're making him out to be like this phenomenal actor. I'm just saying, like, I feel like he's Speaking not- of which, today's Keanu Reeves' birthday, by That's the way, the, so true. Yes. pretty cool that we're recording this on that day. Um, so yeah, so now Bill and Ted go off, they grab the phone booth, and they decide to try to go steal it from themselves. Yeah. Um... And, you know, they're off to the races, running, you know, into the future to attempt to steal it for themselves. Uh, they go, they, f- they started three years. They first go two years. Um, years in the future. Yeah. And they find themselves uh, at a, you know, bingo hall or something, just playing. Being yeah, real sad. Two people. Yeah. Um... And they have their first interaction with their future selves, where they're told, you know, they uh, their wives left them. They still haven't written a song. They suck. Uh, Ted's now drinking and growing a soul patch. Uh, <laughs> he looks great, honestly. I, I would hate to see that version of him because um, he looked ridiculous. Uh, at the same yeah. time, while this is happening. Um, Kelly shows back up in the present day and talks to, the, and the daughters come out and talk to him, to her, and they decide they want to help, so they, you know, they decide yep. that they're going to go run off into the time machine. Yes, but the new time machine. Back, only reason Kelly comes back is because the Grand Supreme Leader sends someone, because she has a different idea of the prophecy. Oh, right. And she's arguably the best character in the whole movie after that. Um, she sends the robot back in the in time to kill Bill and Ted. Yes. 
but that's why Kelly comes back. That's why Kelly tries to stop it because the Grand Supreme Leader is trying to kill Bill and Ted right. because she thinks that's the interpretation of the prophecy. Right. So now we what, have what? Who's and, the robot? Um, it's the guy from Dennis the, Caleb McCoy. Yeah, Dennis Caleb McCoy. McCoy. The actor is the guy who uh, the Harry Gotham. He played uh, Victor Zaz on Gotham. He is. He, he, he steals the entire movie. He steals yeah. the entire movie. He is hysterical. Like he does an incredible job with that. Role. I felt like they just needed. They felt like they needed a second pale-faced person in this movie. And um, you know what? As yeah, the pale-faced person did, he stole the role. Yeah, yeah. he stole. He absolutely the steals the role. He was amazing. He's, he's so role. good in the movie. So we have divergent uh, time travel stories going on at the same time. Uh, yes. Bill and Ted continue to go leaping throughout the future, uh, trying to find, you know, when they've written the song. Um, at the same time, also trying to figure out why their wives have left them, and uh, you know, they go back, they make it worse, you know, all this stuff. And the daughters are now traveling. The daughters are traveling into the past to build a new band. Um, the daughters are essentially living the first movie. The first movie with yeah. way less fun right um you know no fun no adventure very specific mission but it's the first movie right um it's the same premise and yeah i it, for me it doesn't really work as well just because it's it's lacking that fun that you had it's lacking you know billy the kid and so crates and you know that kind of stuff Hey, I, um, I like the 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 Jimi hendrix louis I like, armstrong i like the casting i like them but I don't. I don't have the same like. I want to see them gain more people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like I said. There's this from a very singular uh, position. You know, they're going f strictly for music. They're not going, you know, Ace yeah. and Project or anything like that. So they have a very uh, finite destination for picking up people. So, and they they've scouted out who they're going to pick yes. up prior to going to pick right, them up. Right. So now, and while they're doing. Well, and the daughters are the daughters are like music heads because of their dads. Right. They know what they're going after. While they're doing this, Bill and Ted continue to go through the through the future. Uh, their next stop was five years into the future. Um, I actually like this this version. Um, yeah. The idea of Bill and Ted, like how dumb they are, that their version of success includes English accents is hysterical. <laughs> Like, the fact that they picked up, you know, they just suddenly picked up English accents because they were holidaying in medieval England um, yeah. is great. Um, you know, and, and you, get, you can your see how Winter is a, does a better acting job than Keanu. His British oh, accent is so much, much better than Keanu's. Well, yeah. yeah, Keanu hasn't stretched the British muscles since Dracula. Yeah, but it's <laughs> his is terrible. Like, I almost <laughs> fell out of the chair so bad when he, was, when he says medieval yeah yeah um yeah so that's so they so that happens then they go you know at this point uh dennis kills dennis kills his father uh accidentally now they go again further dennis dennis kills ted's father ted's, ted's father, yes. father chief, chief logan yes because you find out that ted were lying about being british i mean he should be retired at this point but I don't know how he's still the chief of police. Um, I mean, he's got to be, what is he, like 80? He, yeah, the have dude's got to be old. He um, he looks old. Yeah. Well, I know, I looked at the ages of Alice Winter and Keanu, because I was curious, based on their wives, they're both 55, 
Uh, William Sadler's in his 70s. Well, that's, uh, he looks pretty good. Yeah, William Sadler looks good for his age. I did not get to check the age of, but I think he's around the same age as William Sadler. I would assume. I would assume so. So, and then we get Prison Bill and Ted, which yes know, is the the clip that was shown enough times in all the trailers because yeah. you know it's a fun visual, um, but it's weird. Like they're weird Every versions of them. The uh, the big like rubber. Juggernaut X three body suits that yeah. they, that they're wearing yeah with, with all their tattoo with the be excellent and all the stuff tattooed yeah. all over them it's a bit strange um, and, but it's also a quick scene too it's a very yeah. like you know basically what you get in the trailers is kind of the entirety of that scene yeah yeah and you know well, he actually is almost eighty I just double checked Bill Bill's dad or or Ted's dad is or Bill's dad is almost eighty years old. Ted's dad. Ted's dad. Ted's dad. Sorry, I did correct myself. Um, Ted's dad is—he's going to be eight yourself, this and then year. Corrected yourself again. Um, yeah. So, you know, then we get—you know—they go even further, and now they meet their eldest selves. And again, I'm not entirely sure that, you know, what version of these elders are they? Are they the same ones who've been a dick to them the last couple times? Are they just fucking with them with this, uh, w- you know, with giving them the song and being nice to them all of a sudden? Or is it just different timelines? Like, are we just all over the map here? And not I, only are I we mean, doing I'm, time I'm travel. I'm more inclined to believe that they are the, the, the genuine article, you know? They, when they get there and, and, and they, you know, they get the song from them and they go outside and they tell Dennis Caleb McCoy that they've gotten the song... He can't do his directive. Yeah. Yeah. So but if he, he can't do lying. his directive, then wouldn't that mean that they're su- succeeding in what their directive is? But they could be, you lying. know, based on like Terminator robot laws. The robot has the directive, can't carry out the directive. And also, you know, they while they seem to be nice, they're also tricking them because while they're telling them that they're here, like, oh, the the the, the princesses are here. But they just stole the other phone booth. They just stole their phone booth. So are they... Again, it's a little up in the air, I think, at this point. As to well, whether they, they are really good in or... Scene, I think they are kind of good, honestly. Because in that scene, Ted even... Or, or Bill even tries to explain how there are different outcomes for everything. So he's trying to explain to younger Bill how there are different outcomes and how they got here and... This is the this is the song, and it, it does say on the the little yeah drive yeah, but that, they, but that could also just, yeah but that could also just be because younger Bill and Ted know that that's exactly what they're looking for. Preston Logan, you know, seven seventeen p.m. MP forty six because that's all exactly what's written on the thing, and that's right exactly what they're looking for. So could be could yeah. be both. I think I like to think that they were if they were if they were they were bad and they were tricking them. I feel like we they would have given some more indication to that, and yeah. they didn't really give any indication to it. They let them off like they left as though these two old guys were actually being nice to them and were good versions of themselves. I think I think it's still the the dick versions of them to a degree because otherwise we're talking 
alternate timelines, and then we're. I mean, we can we can go back and forth right. on this all night. The one thing hey. I did, the one thing I did find funny about it is when they go to that place. The place was called. Um, what the heck was it called? Something about pastures. Peaceful pastures was the name of the place that they were. Yes. At. So literally, yeah. the old versions of them have been put out to pasture, as the old saying goes. Yes. Right. Um. So then Dennis, you know, shows up again. Dennis Caleb McCoy uh, attempts to kill them. Doesn't kill them because they've succeeded. With they have the song. Apologizes for killing all of for killing the daughters and everybody else and sending them to hell. And uh, Bill and Ted jump on him and they all go to hell. Um, hell got quite an upgrade uh, since the last time we saw it. Yeah, it did. Um, and way less scary. Way less scary this time around. So the demons we first meet when they get down there are the directors. Yeah. Are the writers. The writers. writers. Yeah. The directors, uh, Dean Parasot, the guy who directed Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Um, the writers are the two demons that we yes. who direct Bill and Ted around hell. While I will agree that most of hell is much less scary there much Way less, less scary. scarier than it was the last time. There is one part of it that is creepier than all hell. Dragon flying. No no no, not even that. That's you know that's nothing. When they're uh, when they meet up, when they catch up with their daughters and all the everybody else, there's a spot where you look off like to the back right corner, and there is a giant head that looks like a skeleton, like a like a. Oh yeah, I saw like that. Head, yeah. Skin mask and just these little teeth, and everyone's just walking into it. Um, that's the creepiest that. part of hell. That's creepier than being stuck in the you know terrible version that they had before. The first version with giant. Satan sitting on the throne was way scarier. No, I'll take giant Satan. Um, yeah, that's scarier. I'd take it too. So then they go, yeah. and, you know, we get to see the return of death. Uh, death still rocks. Huh? Yeah, he, he got, got demoted. Death got, got demoted. Yeah. Because he helps people get out of hell. Um, he's still awesome. Uh, he still he kills did. it. Uh, I love the, you know, again, Picking and choosing what plot threads they kind of pick up on, um, you know, the breakup of, you know, the wild stallions, and you know, I loved him like opening the door and like, are you gonna sue me again? Am yeah. I too close to yeah. you? Very like like, all- like like hair metal band going south kind of yeah. thing that they yeah. play up, which I liked. Um, and he's uh, got a beautiful house in hell. Like he's got an incredible house. I, I like it's an apartment. No, it's a house. He does a. There's a little thing where they do a crib special at his house. Uh, gets to you get to walk him around. It's if you buy it, he walks you around and he shows you his album, which never went platinum, but he painted it platinum anyway. He said, um, "It's well done thing." Yeah, I I, I love death. Um, not the actual thing, but you know, the character. <laughs> not the phenomenon. The character. Um, character that William Sadler plays. I liked how he's kind of like, you know, still some of his stuff is still stuck in the 90s, like the talk to the hand, you know. Yeah. He's still like, you know, out of touch to a degree. Um, yeah. And the, he cheats, which yeah. we find out. Yes. And he's playing hopscotch and cheating by himself. Um, the one thing I, I, you know, that comes kind of definitely to the forefront at the end of the movie, but is kind of there throughout that I did not like at all is there's way too much, like, inside music talk. Like, I, I don't, you know, 
Like, I don't want to hear them discussing, like, a bunch of musicians stuff that, you know, that nobody on the regular world is going to know about. Like, you know, making references to stuff. I get it. It's, it's you know. Sorry you're not musically inclined and you don't understand it. Jeez. What references are you talking about, though? That's what I'm curious of. Um, just the, the, like, the discussions of, like, all, you know, the, like, 40-minute bass solos. Like, that's funny and all, but, like... But it, lead, it shows why death, like, why death left. Like, that. that's more of... I think it's more of a conversation why of why death was no longer with the Wild Stallion. Right, like it's he, a little bit of background. Right, but even, like, it, like uh, when... You were leaving them so more than anything else. Way back in the beginning when the daughters are talking about uh, the Ferriman playing and, like, they're mentioning, like, somebody who, you know... I don't even remember who they named, but... Who knows anybody that they were talking about that played a pheromone? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's you know they want to have some some references, but plays into their character. Like their characters are musicians. They pick up musicians. That's how they are. No, yeah, I get that. Just like it doesn't make sense to us. I agree. It doesn't make sense. Personally, for me, I didn't like that, but. What eventually they, they the significance of the two of them in the final right. So now scene. we're we're back on Earth. We're back at the you know right at the time and when up there. it's going to happen. Like they're almost there. All of time is kind of unraveling faster, and everything's going crazy. Kit Kit Cuddy has joined the fray. He yeah. joined before they went to hell. We have yes. to mention all these people have died. Um, and now it's time for them to face the music, so to speak. Oh, and, uh, wow. It's like they named the movie correctly. Yeah. Um, there's a Circle K billboard, you know, right behind them when they land on the on that highway. So, you know, yeah. continuing strange things afoot at the Circle K. Um, and, you know, now Bill and Ted both have the realization that... Uh, that Eddie probably got about thirty seconds right before that. <laughs> uh, that it was not. That it was not them. I was like, I know it's coming. It's coming. That it was not them. That's going to have the song. That it's their daughters that would put together. Which is, yeah. I mean, it's still kind of cool because it's like, it, it's a cool moment that like Bill and Ted's legacy was never Bill and Ted. It was, you know, what but, they. But, did for the but here's but but the part of the problem with that is they showed us the future where there's statues of Bill and Ted. Like but because Bill and Ted had those Bill and Ted right. gave so their legacy is still their legacy is these two guys did you know, these two guys contributed so much and had these two daughters who saved the universe. I agree. Oh, Listen. How much did Rufus know? Like cause Rufus, he's the one who went and got the princesses. He's the one who brought the princesses to the future. And they're then introduced. What if what if Rufus in <clears throat> movie world never lived that long? Didn't live to that part of the future. What if he did? But no, he he would have though. He because he can time travel. He can do whatever he wants. He can time travel to any year he wants. He's from twenty six something. He I'd can like, time travel to twenty nineteen anytime he wanted. I'd like so to think that knew. Rufus did know all of this, and he knew the princesses had to be there. Yeah. So maybe Rufus was the smartest person in in history and just knew all of this stuff. So they realize that it's their daughters. Their daughters, you know, are uh, are going to be the ones who bring this song to life. Um, conveniently, there's a guitar center truck stuck on the highway right next to them. 
Um, they get all their in they get all the instruments for all the musical uh, history people, including Jimi Hendrix, Louis Armstrong, Mozart, uh, Mozart uh, some lady Chinese flautist from whenever, and a cave person that played the drums. The um, best drummer ever, apparently. It's real insulting to all other drummers in history of time. Well, I mean. Somebody had to teach, you know, they had to learn from somebody. Guys, that was Ling Lun and Grom. Get it right. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, okay. Forgot, Ling Lun. Uh, Ling Lun and Grom. Okay. So, now they, they go to play this song, and all of time is happening at the same time. So Remember, Jeff is on bass. Yes. Uh, so, Bill and Ted and their wives uh, take the phone booth, and... Distribute instruments to all of time, space, and history at once. Just press the infinity button. Um, yeah. So this again, too much inside of music. They like they mentioned like oh you have to everybody has to play uh, C whatever C minor or C major at however many beats per beats per minute. If somebody showed up tomorrow and handed you an instrument and said, play a C minor at, at 110 beats per minute, would you know what that is? Because well, I if, sure as hell won't. I wouldn't, no. But if we take into account what Keanu said when he hands an instrument to Missy and uh, Duncan, he said he thinks he's an instrument. Deacon! Sorry. Jeez, um, it's both of you that fucked it up tonight. All right. Because he's an infinite being now. He okay, says, I think I'm but, an infinite being now. So maybe they took the time to teach people exactly how to play that exact note. But they didn't. We saw what they did. They literally showed up, handed people instruments, and disappeared. Well, for the purpose of the movie, we saw it that way. Right, that was, that was a no, truncated no, no. You version. Can't, you can't the write time, extra things. The time things. laws don't exist in this movie. No, you can't write extra things, okay? They, they don't, no time law exists. Like They've done all the things they've, they've thought will happen. Remember, they, they thought a, uh, a cage would fall. They thought a garbage can onto their dad's head. So maybe they just thought into existence that they taught everyone the notes. Yeah, okay, so by that notes. logic, if they just could think everything into existence, how come they couldn't just think and go, well, when we're done, when we write the song, we'll just put it right here and pick it up three seconds later instead of all this. The movie would have been five but, minutes and long. And it wouldn't have been a movie. It would have been an episode. Uh, speaking of episodes... Watch no. out for our mini-series on the Bill & Ted live-action series that didn't last very long. We're definitely going to dig into that at some point. Um, but anyway, we've reached the end of the movie. They've played this great song. Uh, they do have important roles in playing it. They have to be playing right. their... They are physically yes. playing the song. They are Absolutely. physically playing their guitars at right. the exact moment when they need to be. To save all of all of existence, I agree. All At the end of the day, they are still very important. But you think somebody in the future would know like what's going on? They seem to know a lot, but they don't know everything. You have to take into account that Preston and Logan are them are still them. It's their daughters who wrote the song and, and choreographed the music. Sure, but without it's called compose the music, compose the music. You don't oh. choreograph music. <laughs> Listen, all I know um, is. No? standing there without them in that spot they don't ever get to do this they don't ever get to play that right. note there's a lot of causality that needed to happen to get to there to be there while they're there all i know you is know? god gave rock and roll to you gave rock and roll to everyone yeah 
Yeah. And then Bill and Ted gave rock and roll to everyone. And then that wasn't even the song that they sang according to this movie. So the song yeah. they played at the end of Bogus Journey was not even the song that they played at the beginning of this one. It's all right. I guess the Queen music rights were gone. Kiss. 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 Sorry. Oh, yeah. man, you got to come prepared next time. Jeez. Oh, no. One thing I really so liked in the, um, right before they got in the booth, we had a nice little um, station reference from Kid Cudi. Yeah. How does he know about that? How does he know about station? I, I thought, I, there was a lot of suspension of disbelief for what Kid Cudi knew and didn't know. It's just, you know. Well, are you implying that Kid Cudi is not intelligent about matters of both time and space? He knew all of the quantum mechanic, quantum physics of everything, which was amazing. Have you listened to his to his stuff, his music? He's, he's no, good. no, I, it is, I actually have not. It, there is, uh, you know, some other level, you know, stuff going on there sometimes. Well, he knows his shit. Apparently, I thought a really good line in that whole scene was they were when they right before they started playing, they were assembling everyone, and he said, "I think I'm really important." He said something along the lines of, "I think I'm important in history now. Like, I think I'm an important person," which I thought was a really cool line because he he was the person who gave them the quantum idea and then yelled out "Station," which was awesome. Yeah. So overall, uh, Chris, your thoughts on the movie itself? Um, I like. I mean, here's the thing: we haven't gotten a lot of new movies worth sure. watching this year, and with the 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 shit show that is this year, it was good to to revisit an, uh, an old staple, like seeing an old friend, and and just turning your brain off for the ninety minutes you're there. I mean, I gotta say, I there was a, a lot. Like, I had a giddy little like schoolgirl smile on my face. Like, it was. It was what a Bill and Ted movie now should be. I enjoyed the shit out of it. That's good. Ed, thoughts overall? I really liked it. I would give it... I think I did on Voodoo gave it four stars. Because um, I thought it was just... That, it's it's well done. Is it, that four stars it, out of four stars? Four out of five. Four out of five. Mm, so it plays okay. well. They, they do a good job of acknowledging them as like these these just like fuck ups who have done nothing with their lives but they still have this chance to make something out of themselves and it's like a good family movie because their daughters are involved and their wives are in it and it's just a really it was fun and like chris said it was it was good 90 minutes it was good because it's something that we grew up watching and then to see a nice little ribbon and bow on the conclusion of all of this is nice yeah what about you so I definitely enjoyed it. Overall, watching the movie was a lot of fun. Uh, I agree. It's, it's you know, given the way this year has been and not a whole lot of movies that we've been able to see this year where we normally would have had, you know, probably five to seven, you know, great movies that we would have watched at this point. Um, felt like a, you know, like a well-worn, you know, pair of shorts. You know, something that's comfortable, it was fun, it was enjoyable. Uh, watching it a second time, uh, I definitely thought more into it and, and started picking apart things, which I probably shouldn't have done, because it's, you know, it, it's supposed to be fun. It's not, you know, it was definitely enjoyable. I, I'm glad to have seen it. I, I like the, you know, they tied a nice bow on everything at the end of the day. Um 
Does that mean that they won't undo it? Probably. I mean, they probably won't touch this again, but you never know. Uh, hey, you know they, they tied in. They tied a nice bow on it at the end of Bogus Journey. Um, you know, this story didn't necessarily need to be told, but it was good. They could so do more. They definitely could. I don't want to see another one. I don't think there needs to be. Never know. Uh, but could I see it happening? Sure. You know, I could see them making a whole other one just around the door. There, there was an animated series and a short-lived live-action series in the true. 90s. This is true. And I think we're going to... I think we're going to dig into the short-lived live-action series just for... Get, get ready. That one is fun. terrible. Um, so, we, uh, you know, on behalf Did of... Did you guys watch the post credit scene? There was a post credit scene? No. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I did not. What? Yeah, see? You gotta stay to the end of the credits even when you're not. at home. It's just a, a goofy little scene of old Bill and Ted doing air guitar oh. and uh, having to take a break immediately after doing it because they're old men. But, you know, it's a fun little bumper on the end yeah. of the movie. Everything has after credits scenes now. Damn it's just proof that even if you're Marvel. at home, you gotta stay to the end of the credits. Don't get up and pee yet. I didn't. I just pressed home on the button. Well, there you go. Don't turn it off. I was at home. Damn you, Marvel, and your post-credit stingers. Yeah. Um, that'd be a whole topic for another day. What movie had the first, like, post-credit? It's quick Google. It's not a whole topic. Yeah, I'd say that's quick. <laughs> I think, I want to say, like, Masters of the Universe is one of the first ones to do it, where they had Skeletor rise up out of the, out of the that's a good, pit that's a at good, the end. That's a good choice. That might be... Day off, also. What? Ferris first Bueller's Day, day off, off might be, yeah. Right at the end, we just like go home. There's nothing here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh. So that's uh. That's a wrap on this most excellent journey. Um. We hope that at no time during this was our behavior bogus in any way. Uh. We hope that our thoughts we're we're excellent to each other. Be excellent to each we other. Hope that all of our thoughts were excellent. Um. Uh, and we hope that we, uh, you know, when when confronted with a differing opinion, we'll be able to face the music. Uh, <laughs> we had all three of them. So, uh, for the team, Chris, say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Ed, say goodnight. Goodnight. Uh, and, of course, Bill, as always. say hasta mañana. Hasta mañana. Uh, we will see you, see you down the line. And uh, as always, like, subscribe, follow along on all social media, uh, and uh, listen to us wherever you like your podcasts. And remember to be excellent to each other. Absolutely. Catch you later, Bill and Ted.